At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Thursday morning, November 10th, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast. Mega pod for week number 10 in the National Football League. It's Gil Alexander. Of course, the staples of the show with us as well. Coming off... The greatest betting week in the history of the Megapod, 11-1 and one collectively with Eric Eager from uh, Sumer Sports last week. It's, of course, Todd Wishnet from his uh, mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, PA. How you doing, Toddy? Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. This is very good. Uh, and Jeff Parlay, ladies and gentlemen, VEASAN host, of course, here in studio. How you doing, Jeff? I, I apologize for having the lone loss last week. Oh, I apologize. Oh. The Chiefs couldn't get it done, but... Uh, Everyone else, I mean, that was incredible. 3-0, 3-0, 3-0, and 2-1. And our rotating guest, and I even hesitate to call it that because it already diminishes who we have as the guest. He is kind enough to come on this show, which is kind of an annual thing now, and I appreciate it every time. Uh, a generation knows him as the host of the NFL today. That's, of course, how uh, those of us of a certain age know and uh, love him initially. Then, of course, so many other things. The NBA on CBS, college football at ABC, Manscaped commercials. I don't know where that ranks. It's Brent Musburger, everybody. How you doing, Brent? Hi, what am I doing with this crowd? There's only one, <laughs> one miss last week. Come on, my man. No pressure. No pressure. Let's say, let's put your. I want to get your mic so we get the full full right gravitas of your voice. There you I don't go. Like that. Are we okay? It's a beautiful good, good. thing. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for being here, Brent. It's always an honor. Pleasure. My pleasure. You pleasure. could you could be anywhere, but you decide to come in with us. Well, also, because this studio happens to be on the South Point, and it is one of the best casinos in the entire city. I, I'm amazed at the money that Michael Gunn spends to upgrade it. Uh, they move tables around. They keep things clean. And uh, you're in here. This is our best VSIN studio. I mean, I love it the is. one in Circa that I, I work agree. in. But this one's a little bit larger and a little bit more manageable. I, I could go on about that, but I don't want to. I don't want to disparage anybody. I love this studio. <laughs> this is a this is a wonderful studio for sure. All right, so 
uh, before we get to our best bets, we, we have a thing that we do every week, which we derisively call the dumbbell of the week. Was there anything this week, Jeff, that you, you, you thought about with a coach or a play or anything? You know, I, I just want to bring something up, and, and it's kind of unfair because you've had him on, uh, on, on a numbers game. I just want to bring up the survivor thing real quick. Oh boy. Because <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, I, I'm just, I'm just curious because we, you, you've had, you've had, you've had Bob on. Bob, th- from, from, Jeff from, is referring to Bob DeLuca. Yeah. Who had six and made the mistake of a lifetime. We'll get it. We'll say, so let's get into that. <laughs> so six, he had the circus survivor has started with 6,133. It got all the way down to 125 entries through seven weeks, which is amazing attrition. Yeah. And he was the only guy with six left. The next closest had three. So a couple of other people had two. You were saying. No, I, I, I and, and Brent kind of just said exactly my, my, my thoughts on this, where you have six of remaining 120, give or take. And you put them all on Buffalo. Now, look, Buffalo was the biggest favorite on the board. Did you expect them to lose? Well, apparently I did with the, uh, with the only one where you scoffed at the homer pick, by the way, last week, Gil. Remember in the uh, at the end of the uh, oh, at the end of the, the thing, Homer the, pick. That's yes, right. Yes, the uh, yeah. again, it was just a process of, of elimination. But to take all six, especially with Buffalo looming on Thanksgiving, Absolutely. no less. That was the of, of all the things. Now look, I, I texted you after I found that out. I was on the air doing Live Bet Sunday when I found out that 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 Bob took all six, and it was just where the math is such in your favor where you can't really put all six on the same team. Now, he could have put all six on Kansas City and gotten away with it. There were a bunch of options, obviously, this past week. But, Gil, it just seems like there was no no looking ahead to Thanksgiving with Buffalo, and there was just the, the lack of math there was what I was more concerned with, where you have six of 125 to go. You have such a hammer in that contest that you could get to the end even if you split them up. I'm just curious. Again, Gil, you know the math better than I do. Mr. Musburger. Well, far be it from me, because I got knocked out uh, when San Francisco lost in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and also lost one week one. I had two entries. So far be it from me to second-guess somebody who lasted that long. But first thing I would have done is take one of the six. If he had called me, I would have given him $10,000 for one of them flat out. So he's got his money back. He's got a free roll. He's got five left. And he's got a free roll next year. I've paid for his six entries, okay, because mm-hmm. he says he's coming right back. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody would have given him more than that. Maybe somebody would have would have gone to twenty five thousand. Think that's all with what with the money that's in there. I would have hedged immediately with one of the six, okay. And I'm going to go to Thanksgiving because I had circled Buffalo when the season started. They're in Detroit as a team that I wanted to save until Thanksgiving. Assuming it went that long, I don't mind putting one or two on on the Bills because they were a heavy favorite. Didn't seem like the Jets could win the game outright. We should mention to people who aren't, aren't familiar with Circa that the quirk in the Circa Survivor is that Thanksgiving itself is a is a, yeah. a week unto itself. Plus, yeah. so is Thanksgiving. I, I so is Christmas yeah. and the day after, and that is a very tough four game card if they get that far. Mm-hmm. When you look at the attrition. You think, and, and I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Okay, listen, again, far be it. I'm, I'm sure what he was thinking, this may not get to Thanksgiving. I'm going to use the Bills right now. He had gotten away with using the six, as he said to you mm-hmm. um, when he was on the broadcast with you. That's what he did. That was his strategy most of the time. So, again, far be it for me to second-guess him. But mm-hmm. I do know 
that I would not have gone in on any one team. I mean, you go two, 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 take take three teams down the road. I'm I'm a little conflicted on. I'll tell you why. So we had him on a numbers game. Bob DeLuca from Crushem Sports. Right. Had when it was 125 after week seven. We had uh, we had him on. And the very first thing I said to him was, I go, oh, I assume you're saving Buffalo. And he said, no, it's not even a consideration, which I was shocked by. And I think everybody was shocked by. And he did ultimately split. I don't know to the extent that I got in his head and he ended up splitting. He went three Miami, three Dallas that one week, week eight. Yes. Remember, Miami was down to Detroit. Yes, he did split that one week. Yeah. That I was like the Homer Simpson meme where I was falling back <laughs> into the bushes. I was like terrified they were going to lose. I was like, oh, no. But anyway, he got away. He got through that. And then he came back on when there's 123 left this past week and famously put all six on Buffalo. And I suggested to him, hey, look, it's one thing to have six when there's 6,133 entries. It's an entirely different thing when you have six entries and there's only 125 or 123. And he understood that. And so it didn't work out for him. I guess my only thing is this. I, I feel like... I feel like it's not a it's not a binary thing where it's fourth and one. This is what you should do. In other words, as much as I su- as much as I suggested to him, you should probably consider splitting. And like you, Brent, I got knocked out earlier for far yeah, so far sure. be it for me, right, to tell him what to do. While I think that's the way to play it, if he were right in his calculus, if he were right that the way to play it, and what he what he let on later is. He was going to play at one entry. He played the same team on every entry every week except for week eight. Played it again with all the Bills on, in week nine. His intention was to play one team on every entry till Thanksgiving and then split three and three on the Minnesota-New England game. If he had been right, because his thinking was that Buffalo-Detroit game Thanksgiving was a landmine, then he really checkmates everybody. Right. So, you know, it didn't work out, but I don't want to kill the guy for it. Oh, he, no. Because he could have been right. Right, well, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a ten and a half point favorite. Like yeah. you're supposed to win that. I mean, and also too, like the Jets were plus four fifty on the money line right. as well. There were plenty of ways to have gotten out. I just I just wanted to have the discussion. I know yeah. I, I didn't have any dumbbells this week. Yeah, no, it's a good discussion. My, uh, well, can go I give you my dumbbell real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Dan. How if you're the uh, Los Angeles Rams coach and you completely dominate defensively the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you somehow decide that allowing them to throw nine yard outs, which take four seconds or five seconds in the last drive. I agree. Mm -hmm. Give up the touchdown there. I mean, that was just coaching malpractice in my opinion, the, 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 the domination of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense that entire game, and then to just allow them to dink their way down. I've never seen that before. It was so ridiculous. I I agree. I called it afterwards on on guessing lines the next morning. I said, was that not the most ho-hum game-winning drive you've ever witnessed? It was like I, I, I was like, is this is this like some kind of practice they're doing? What is this? Hey, Scotty Miller, here's 16 yards in the sideline. Here's <laughs> here's another 11 yards in the sideline. It was the weirdest thing. But this is a team that could not move the ball one inch the entire football game. It was unbelievable. The, the uh, and, sorry, Todd, go ahead. Yeah. After we're done with the, I, I just want to give you one quick uh, in-game one that that uh, that I really liked. All right, uh, let's do that one. Let's we'll get right into the records. Okay, so the the little in-game look uh, for this past week was another interesting one where I timed up the second quarter beautifully. Uh, The Bears were playing the Miami Dolphins, if you remember correctly. The Bears went right down the field and kicked a field goal on their first drive, showing that they might be able to move the ball and have been moving the ball prior to that game 
uh, pretty decently. And then Miami, of course, you know, uses their hill to waddle nonsense and goes right down the field, touchdown in two seconds as well, and it's 7-3. Now the Bears have it on the third possession, and they got it with about seven minutes to go in the first quarter. They now have the ball with about two minutes to go in the first quarter, deep in Miami territory. The second quarter line, okay, now so there's about two minutes to go, and they're probably at the Miami 30. The, the second quarter line is over under 14 and a half even money. In my opinion, so at that point, I quickly bet the over. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. I thought, okay, the Bears are kind of slugging it down the field. By the time they get in the end zone, it might be right in the beginning of the second quarter. You're going to get one score right there, right? Now you only need, if you get a field goal, you only need 11 and a half. If you get a touchdown, you only need seven and a half to win the second quarter. I know Miami's going to move the ball, and no one's stopping them for weeks and weeks, you know, on end. So, anyways, it worked out exactly. You know, the second quarter. The second quarter started. The Bears got their touchdown. Then it was not even a sweat because the Miami went right down, scored a touchdown. Then the blocked punt for a touchdown it was ridiculous. But, you know, sometimes these games, if you can time up those quarter bets, you can really do some damage Todd, uh, on game. Some Another type of bet that we're not offered here in Nevada. We don't have those. We don't have second quarter bets in game. There's right. one place that has it. Boyd? Boyd has it. Boyd but, would be the but, exception. Yeah. But... It gets turned off the way Todd bet it. It would be turned been, off. It would have been gone by the time yeah. we got to it. Yeah. Well, the set they you do have, I believe William Hill had uh first half bets. Yes, they do. Uh, yes. So you could have theoretically done Correct. it like that. Correct. So right. there, there are little ways around it, but yeah. you know, obviously you don't have the options in, in Vegas that you do uh, the world over now, but All right, Todd. these, you know, Let's, interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Let's get to the, uh, the records, the collective records. Okay. Now. The collective records are a huge week. Gilly up to twenty and seven with his three and zero. Jeffrey up to seventeen and ten with his two and one. I had a nice three and zero to move to fifteen and twelve, and the guest as well had a three and zero to move to fifteen and twelve. Uh, on the teasers, Gilly's four and five. Jeffrey's three and six. I am struggling with teasers at one and eight, and the guest is at six and three on the teasers. You didn't hit a teaser last week either. In I New lost Orleans, the Saints. I had the Saints. <laughs> Todd is killing. Our teasers uh, aren't so good, Brent. We haven't been no, so good on the teasers. This is this yeah. is a year to stay away from teasers. Yeah. The the Wong teasers teased down through the seven and the three have been miserable. No, you're you know? you're, you're getting crushed because the average uh, score <coughs> in in the league this year is down below twenty two points. You're down at twenty one point eight. Okay, that means any any underdog that can run the football as they can stay in that game, or as Tennessee mm-hmm. did, w- with a quarterback who should still be in college, okay? And they were able to hang in there and cover easily against Kansas City because he could run the football. No. And because Vrabel's an underrated football coach. He sure and he is. knows what to do. And uh, he kept that score down. Uh, you know, there have been 33 games, 33 games when the winning team has scored 20 points or less. When you're dealing with that, you're looking at a couple. Number one, always look at unders. Unders are far, far better this year than looking at any kind of a teaser because what you think you know, you really don't know, okay? And I checked the weather coming in today. Six games right now, we're going to have weather in the 30s, okay? Automatically, a coach goes into a game like that, especially if there's wind uh, involved. Coach goes into a game like that. Pound the football, pound the football, pound the football. You can keep the score down. I, 
I gave up. T- I lost big on a couple of teasers in the first three or four weeks. I said, that's it. I'm out. Um, so I, I haven't gone back to them. Yeah, it's been it's been rough for sure. Um, by the way, Brent, I when I introduced you, I introduced you for all the all the classic things that you did. Is there? I didn't mention Veasan founder, of course, the Vegas Stats <laughs> Information Network. When when I, when people go through an intro, is there is there one of those things that you I don't know if take pride in is the right phrase, but the one that you hold above the fray as the thing you'd like to be most known for? And is there something I leave out where you're like, I wish he would have opened, I wish he would have said I did U.S. Open tennis or something? I love the uh, smorgasbord. Um, <laughs> I just love being around everything. Yeah. And uh, if you keep me around one thing, I probably get a little bored. Uh, I have walked away a little bit from the NBA so last couple nights, or I, they weren't on two nights ago. They took off election night, which was interesting to me that both the NBA and the NFL helped drive the vote with young people. I was I, I was fascinated when they went that way, and and it turned out to have an impact uh, on the midterms. So the NBA didn't play on election day, but everybody went to work last night, and I and I was all in watching. And it was fascinating to me because I think when I was around the league, we didn't have a three-point to begin with, okay? And now I see all these guys jacking up three-point. I think the league's going to change. I think that they're going to start to pound the ball into big men, and they're going to go to work. And I haven't seen him yet in person, but if this French superstar is as good as everybody says he is, Every team in the NBA is going to tank for the rest of the year, okay? There is no doubt. Basketball teams can tank. Football teams doesn't matter that much because, look, you can say that this guy's going to be the best quarterback. Maybe he isn't. Uh, They they never get the quarterback situation right when they draft number one anyway. Yeah, there have been exceptions to the rule. But but for the most part, basketball teams, one big man can turn things around. So, anyway, to go back to your question – no, honestly, I wish I'd done National Hockey League games. Really? Uh, yeah, I, huh. I, I. I'm fascinated by. Probably, I would have had trouble with the pronunciations. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. that's why I stay away. But I, I love being around everything. People ask me, um, "Who's your favorite athlete, Brent, that you were around?" And without shadow of a doubt, Muhammad Ali, because he was living in Chicago when I was just starting and. Uh, and honestly, I think he helped me get my job because I did a taped interview with him for radio. And uh, you, you ask Muhammad one question, he'll go for 25 minutes. And that's, that was the case when he was still with us. Great great guy. Great athlete. Uh, Gil, if, you know, and most of our heavyweight boxers now play in the NFL. And had he been a football player, as an outside rush man, he would have been unblockable. Uh, he was such a good athlete. Oh, that's and, interesting. First. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You you look around the NFL. You look at what Roquan Smith did for uh, for the Ravens. Sure on, did on back to back running plays. I mean, he monster moved in there, and uh, that's honestly that's why I went against the Bears because I was concerned about the. I think sometimes we pay too much attention to numbers, okay, and not enough attention to human beings. I was concerned about the Bears' defensive locker room as to what they felt with both Quinn and Smith moving on down the road. Uh, I was wrong. They covered the Dolphins. The Dolphins couldn't cover. I, I guess I thought the Dolphins' run defense was a little bit better. And the fact that they had seen the tape of what 
how they changed during their long week off against New England. The Bears changed how they were using Justin Fields completely. He was a monster. I mean, it, now you watch now as teams take a look at that every day and they start to try to make sure that you do not let him to the outside. You make sure you form that cup. Don't worry so much about getting the sack, but worry about keeping him inside so you can bring pressure to help. The adjustments that coaches make week to week is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. And, and also the adjustments that Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator oh. of the Bears, finally made himself. Right? Oh, by the way, from the Green Bay Packers, okay? Mm-hmm. The head coach from the Indianapolis Colts. Think about how those two teams have fared this year with those two assistant coaches gone. That's a great okay? point. Huge. We get ourselves all head coaches, head, bah, 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 we second guess. So I said, you know, I'm going to look for a stat. Because I have long thought that Mike McCarthy is the most underrated head coach in football. Hmm. Okay? Let me give you his ATS with Green Bay and Dallas. 167 to 90. That's 63%. That's number one of any coach. What's he done since the Cowboys have had him down there? 20 and 7 ATS. So I, I listen, to, oh, McCarthy's terrible. We got No, he's not terrible. And he's got a very good coaching staff. People yeah. have no idea how hard these assistant coaches work with these teams and how critical they are to winning and losing from a gambling standpoint. They're the difference when they cover. Yeah. We have not gone in on Mike McCarthy this well, year they, at No, there, yeah. there's been no reason to yeah. because, first off, Brent makes a great point on the assistant coaches. There is not a better defensive coordinator in football than Dan Quinn. That, For they, sure. There's, there's a reason that that, that defense Who should be is, the head coach at Denver. And correct. I'm still not quite sure what happened, but – I. It was all earmarked to go. And I listen, I don't know Mr. Hackett. In over his head, perhaps he'll learn going along. But any time when the season starts and you see a head coach hire a brand-new assistant, <laughs> put him in a box to manage, to help you with managing the clock, you say, uh-oh, yes. we've we got a problem. <laughs> that here. can't be Houston, good. Houston, we've got a problem. Well, well, Brent, right away, you you had the call of that of the, uh, the Fangio game on the Monday night, his first game uh, against them, and Hackett's debut was every bit as bad, maybe even worse than what Fangio did that night in Oakland. No question. No question. It was much worse. You're absolutely right. All right. By the way, just just something on fields. I had fields over 51 and a half rushing yards against Miami uh, last week, which covered in about one second. Um, <laughs> they they have been trying to spy fields all year. You it's very you difficult to spy. To spy him. Him. Correct. It's yeah. extremely hard to spy him. So I think he's going to continue to have success running the ball because he goes back to pass and then he starts zigging and zagging. And it's very, very difficult to spy that guy. Right. That's yeah. a great it's a great point. And he ended up with uh, 178, 178 yards. I believe it, it was. was the most ever, ever, ever by a quarterback in one yeah. game. By in the a, way, in a regular season. By the way, yeah. real quick on that. And I know we got to get to the picks here, but. The the sports books in the newer jurisdictions posted this morning the rushing totals. Fields' rushing total consensus was still 58 and a half. It's now <laughs> nowhere near high enough. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Doesn't feel like it. All right, uh, let me just throw out the Thursday night game. I don't know if anybody has a best bet on this, but it is. I actually have a bet on this one. Oh, you do? Okay, so it's mm-hmm. Car- Carolina hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are what, two and a half point favorites on the road? What's their number right now? That's what I'm looking at, yeah. Yeah, uh, still two and a half. supposed to be rain tonight. Maybe the wind will get up to a point where it will matter. Maybe it won't, but certainly precipitation. What's your pick, Todd? Uh, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers plus the two and a half. Uh, I was on the money line, the game uh, a couple weeks ago when the miracle happened and the guy pulled his helmet off legally out of bounds and they called the 15 yards and then immediately the missed extra point and missed a 33 yard field goal. Anyways, the Panthers dominated that game. Uh, running the ball against Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta is a good enough team to be going on the road and giving points to another team. Also, I love NFL teams that get embarrassed the week before. The Panthers got absolutely slaughtered in the in Cincinnati. Uh, so you know everyone's going to be batting down the hatches not to get blown out again. Uh, I don't care who's playing quarterback because the bet's not on the quarterback. It's on Donta. You know, let's give the ball to Dante and let him, you know, smash away as he did uh, against them the first time. Uh, They should have won that game outright had there not been a pick six toward the end of the first half. They would have won that game easily. So to me, uh, you're going to give me the two and a half points. I'm going to take the two and a half points. And uh, I think the Panthers can get home. Wow. P.J. Walker is your starting quarterback despite going three of ten. This past week, and then uh, Baker Mayfield having a great second half performance, and uh, Sam Darnold being activated this week, and they're going with PJ. Which feels and good. I like that because the, you 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 cannot take anything from the fact that Baker Mayfield down eight million points got backdoor <laughs> touchdowns. It's not the same. It is not the same sport. It is a completely different sport when an NFL team is ahead by more than 21 points. They go into absolute prevent defense. There is absolutely no defense play. They say, throw it in front of us all day long. Please don't misunderstand me. This was not an endorsement of Baker Mayfield. This was just a commentary about P.J. Walker going 3 of 10 for 9 yards. That's fine. He's, he wasn't yeah. good, and but okay. he was good the game against the the, Pan- the, uh, the uh, Falcons. So Panthers last you know. week in the first half, 32 total yards, gave up 35 points. Yeah. I, I'm told that's not good. What's the over-under tonight? What's it sitting at? 40 it's down to 41. So it's come, it 41 coming and down. a half? Yeah, coming down. So it's come down two already. Would have been a very I good like bet under 43 and a half. Um, 
I like this game over. Even now, the only reason I'm not making it one of my picks is because of the weather issue. But the, the the first game again, I had the over in that game, 41. These teams can move the ball. Have you met my friend Todd before? <laughs> Atlanta can do only one thing, and they will set out to do it tonight: run the football. Run the football. That's that's all Smith, Coach Smith likes. Cordero Patterson. And, yeah. Um, Mariota, who I'm very very familiar with, uh, is inaccurate as a passer, but he's a He's a very, very good runner, and uh, he'll he'll start to incorporate pits in underneath a little bit more on the short routes. They finally got him into the end zone. He's got Patterson back. They'll come out running, and they'll continue to run. And it's interesting because their draft picks these past two years have been Drake, London, and Pitts, and yet they still are with Algiers and with Patterson primarily Absolutely. a running team. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, let's get to the best bets. Three best bets could be sides or totals. Brent, what is your number one this week? My number one, and I've gone back and forth. <laughs> Could you take a money line bet? We are not allowed to do money line bets. <laughs> My money line bet would be on the Raiders. They have no business giving six points to anybody, okay? Yeah. But the Colts have no business beating anybody. But anyway, uh, moving on. Can I, moving can, on can I from just, that. Can I just interrupt? If, if the Raiders lose to a Colts team that has Sam a coach Mar- off the street, a coach off the street, <laughs> a play caller, well, assistant quarterbacks coach, and a Sam Ellinger who's played a minute. Right. Oh, he's if, also a running back playing quarterback. If the Raiders not even a quarterback. That's right. If the Raiders lose that game, as much as we hate calling for the firing of anybody, do you think Josh? Do you think Josh McDaniel lasts past that? It might be a financial issue, and and Mark Davis might have to hang on. His emotion will say, "You're out before I leave the building." But I'm not quite sure about the situation they face financially Mm -hmm. right now, okay? So it could be that that will keep Josh till the end of the season. But I agree with you. It it, it certainly will be a consideration. I'm going to go to your favorite team when you were young, lad. Yes. I'm going to go to Washington. Uh, Listen, Eagles, they could make it to the Super Bowl. They could stay undefeated. 11 points are too many. Uh, It's a divisional game. Uh, the last five games or so that these two teams have played, the underdog, underdog, four and one ATS in the last five games, okay? Um, I hate the nickname, the Commanders. I do, too. <laughs> For short, I call them the Commies. <laughs> so, Washington, I, I'm taking Washington and 11 points. You're invited back whenever you want to come on. Uh, I, I call them the commodes, but your, uh, your point good. is well commodes. taken. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Not quite as political. As By the way, there are, there are, there are rumors uh, due to the uh, financial problems of Mr. Davis that a Becky Hammond may get swapped in the coach of the Aces because I believe he owns the Aces as well, and she'll coach the rest of the season. There, there you go, Todd. There, there, there you go. <laughs> Todd, Todd wished that. What's your first, Todd? It was Carolina his I first? Panthers oh, plus Carolina. two and a half. Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. All right. What are we giving me on Chicago, Toddy? Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. Uh, I'm, it looks to me like some two and a half, some three. What do you see, Gilly? I'm seeing, I'm seeing two and a half. He's got enough two and a halves. Yeah. I'm going okay. to lay it with the Bears. Uh, I just, yeah. last week for Detroit, like the Bears. more is- had to do with Green Bay's ineptitude and the fact that Aaron Rodgers does not care anymore than the Lions actually going out and winning that football game. I mean, Rodgers threw more red zone interceptions 
uh, that were all legitimately in the end zone, no less. Not just red zone, but end zone interceptions. By the way, the announcers refused to kill Rodgers. Those no, passes I, were terrible. They were, it, everything was awful. It yeah. was embarrassing what Green Bay did. But I think what, the conversation we had before about Chicago, just the adjustments that Luke Getze has done to move fields out of the pocket and use his best asset, which is his legs still. And Detroit's defense is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So less than a field goal, I'll lay it with Chicago. All right. I get to snake. So my number two is actually Chicago, too. So the two games on yep. guessing lines on Monday that I immediately thought the lines were wrong on, Chicago was number two. So the Bears for me as well. I get it. We talked about it earlier. No Roquan Smith, no Robert Quinn. So, you know, an offense like the Dolphins can exploit them. Might the might the Lions offense, which has been known to score a lot of points, be able to exploit that defense, too? Sure. Yeah, sure. But I really like everything about adjustments. I always talk about this. You know, my, my North Star is the great Joe Gibbs. And what makes a great coach is being able to apply your X's and O's to the personnel you have. Absolutely. Not the arrogance of your own system, quote unquote. And so now that Luke Getze and those guys have figured out, oh, we have this quarterback. Why don't we roll him out? Why don't we call You're runs? So right. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, instead of killing the kid, which we all are so quick to do, maybe he's just in a wrong system. Not anymore. He's not. Um, I'll drop the two and a half as well. I got the Bears as my number two. But my number one, since we're snaking here, and I have to say this also, if I'm if I lose this, I'm prepared to lose it. But over to me, I, I felt the markets all year have undervalued the Seattle Seahawks. I felt that it has overvalued the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It has worked out for me famously on both sides all year long. Could I lose it here in Munich? Sure. But I, it would be ridiculous if I didn't make this play. And this was the first thing. I guessed Seattle would be a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite. Instead, they're the dog. I, had, I said three. Instead, they're a three-point dog. I'll, it's Seattle. Like, again, I, none of – that line isn't based on what we've seen on a football field. Absolutely this year. correct. Yep. Totally agree with you. Yeah, and so again, could could I lose? It's in Munich. Sure, Tom Brady could have a fountain of youth game. Absolutely, but Geno Smith has been so awesome to watch this year. We all OP. I've said this many times. I've already apologized enough, so I don't OP him an apology anymore. Pete Carroll is a Coach of the Year candidate. He said, "I'm going with Smith or Lock. I don't need Jimmy G." We laughed. I'm going with a running game, even though the game is a is a passing based game. We laughed, and it's all worked out splendidly for him. Kenneth Walker is a uh, rookie of the year candidate. I'm taking Seattle plus the points. My number one. A little late up to twenty dollars on you having Seattle as your number yeah, one bet this week. Totally. <laughs> all right. Uh, back to me. Yes. Back to you. Uh, I am going to go over in Cleveland in Miami. Forty nine. I think seems to be the predominant number. There are some 49 and a half, 49 and a half. But anyways, I mean, I got five 49s in front of me, but that's okay. Billy, what do you uh, got? Um, Wait a minute. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, break the tie here. Which game in Miami? Miami and Cleveland. Do, 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 do. Uh, he's got 49. Now he's got three 49s. Okay. Give me right, good enough. Regardless, I would, I would, I would, I would it's, main, it's mainly four and a half. I, I would play it over 49 and a half anyway, but okay. it doesn't matter. But regardless, we are dealing with two elite offenses and two terrible defenses in this game. And now the one concern would be if the weather pattern changes because the weather is supposed to be bad on Saturday. But on Sunday, it looks like the weather is going to clear itself up, be a classic early November 
Miami day, low 80s, a little bit of wind, of course, a chance of rain, because there's always a chance of rain in Miami. But you're dealing with a Miami defense that could not stop the run at all. Now, yes, it was quarterback run last week against Chicago, but we know how good the Cleveland run game is to begin with, with the two great running backs. And then Miami's offense, how is Cleveland covering those two guys? They're not. So I'm going to go over here. I think this is one of those where it's uh, Cleveland off a bye as well. So Stefanski will have a good offensive plan. Uh, so I'll go over whatever, whatever Todd's giving me, 49, 49 and a half, whatever that Todd's four, giving me. I, I do think 49 and a half is more consensus, but there aren't. I mean, depends what our rule is. We'll give you the, we, we usually go with the consensus, but whatever. Okay. Whatever, regardless, I like it over either number. So there you go. Tyreek Hill, by the way, this year, 1,104 yards receiving the most in the history of the Super Bowl era through nine games for Tyreek. Uh, Todd, your second one. That was my second one, too. I was going down to Miami Dolphins. So They're the over team. They can't <laughs> stop anybody on the gridiron. That to a character. All of a sudden, he's good. Why? Because he's got some receivers to throw to. Um, Brent, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm going over. I'm so sorry. Whoa, 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 that, that was, that was, that was <laughs> Very almost good, just, Todd. Very good. That was, that was close to the swashbuckler the one again. show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am going over in Miami as well as Jeffrey, and he said I can get 49, so I'll take the 49 too. I love this Dolphins over team. Sometimes in the NFL, you got to just target a team that's an over team, and they are an over football team. Now, does that mean they're going to go over every week? No, but they're going to go over a lot, folks. They can move that football because those receivers, as Jeffrey pointed out, they are unguardable. Okay, so Tua Tagovailoa all of a sudden looks like a Hall of Famer because he's got Hall of Fame receivers he's throwing the ball to. It's ridiculous. Tyreek Hill, he's he's just a different character. I don't even know how. I don't even know how to explain what he does on a football field, but it's such difference than anybody else is doing. So Miami moves the ball. Their defense is not great. I mean, look at the games. Like you said, they can't stop the Bears. They can't stop anybody. The only team they really stopped was my Yenzers, and that was because the Yenzers can't do nothing. They can't block <laughs> nobody. So, you know, there's nobody out there that Miami doesn't stop besides the Yenzers. So, my, you know, and Cleveland moves the football, and they grind at you. And I don't see Miami stopping them either. So 49, you know, let me have it. As Jeff said, the weather looks like 81. I see 81 humid, partly cloudy. You know, light up the scoreboard, baby. Brent, where does this rank? Below NFL today, but above NBA <laughs> on CBS? Somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there. Uh, by, by, by the way, on Miami. By, by the way, he let's be honest. He, he was on, he, Brent, Brent was on tape delay for the 1979 NBA Finals because that sport just wasn't doing it. By the way, I listened to that. I listened, I believe you also did the play-by-play, Brent, on YouTube. Sometimes I watch these old uh, things. Magic Johnson's first real game. I believe you were doing the play-by-play when Magic, uh, when Kareem hit the uh, and he uh, hugs Kareem, yeah, the game changed that entire franchise. You did, I believe, on YouTube. I heard you were the one doing the announcing, correct? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's incredible. Do you, do you? Okay, since you bring this up, I have to ask this. We interrupt these best bets for this. So wait, wait, but why were you doing the announcing on that? Was that a national? He did NBA on CBS all the time. Right, but but that was the first game of the year, I believe. What were what? Why were you doing that game? The, the national game. 
just because it was Magic's first game, they probably propped it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. We played it in San Diego, didn't we? That sounds yeah, right. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was something yeah. weird. Yeah. And that, I remember that was thinking, the only reason they went national with it. It was Magic. Uh, oh, okay. Because yeah, I was like, Brent is the announcer in this game. It's incredible. I've always wanted to ask you. I might have. You, you were kind enough to join me just a one-on-one right. podcast a few years ago. I, I don't know if I asked you this or not. So when I was a little kid, the Washington Bullets won the NBA championship oh, in 1978. It actually West happened. Unseld. E. Bobby D. and Wes Unseld. What a great front court. They lost the next year to the Sonics. When the when the Bullets won in '78. We allowed to say bullets? Is that okay? Uh, when the bullets went in '78, Sports Illustrated ran the article on like page 75. That's how low the NBA was at that point. Yeah. This was just before Bird yeah. Magic. What is your? Because you would know, because you were the adult. We're told why the NBA was so low then, and there's a lot of reasons. Some of which might dip into a little bit of racism. You know, people say it was like drug infested. What, what was your take on why the league was oh, so no. down? Oh, no. it, Nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, but you've heard, it had, you've what, heard what it had to do with that. what it had to do with is that there were no cable empires at the time. Okay, so we actually taped delayed games and brought them back after the local news at eleven thirty. Okay, the NBA Eastern finals. time. And the NBA finals. The reason was, was why the the reason why had everything to do with how dynamic. Primetime programming was. Primetime program back in that day, even ABC being number third, but CBS was a clear cut. We, we had more viewers for primetime shows, half-hour shows, hour shows, than you have now today for what everybody thinks is a huge rating for a regular season NFL game. I mean, it was unbelievable ratings, the millions and millions of people. Lucille Ball and people like that. Dallas. So the NBA could not could not under any circumstance compete with those people, okay, in terms of raw numbers watching. I, I never, no, I was around a lot, and I hated the tape delays when we got to the playoffs because coming up into the playoffs, we always did on the weekend. Well, you know, Mr. Paley, he gave the weekends to sports, do whatever you want. That was basically a throwaway time. But the revenue that Lucille Ball and all those primetime shows generated Kept the NBA off. Now, when ESPN comes in, the dynamics start to change. And now we have streaming shows without commercials. And you want to put NBA in prime time. Okay? You want that. Sports, sports is your audience builder today, especially, especially the NFL. I was, a, tell you the truth, I was a little bit disappointed in the baseball World Series range. I thought it would trigger more. I happen to watch yeah, okay, I didn't have as much on it as, as Mattress Mac, but I did have Houston. <laughs> and so I watched just about every pitch. And I thought it was a very entertaining World Series. Although for youngsters, I understand when you get to four hours, it's a difficult view. Okay, but, but back in the day, Gil, it was just strictly a matter of fewer channels. The other programming would beat it to death. Yeah. And so that's why they taped all that. I never – honestly um, – I never heard any discussion of, of race with regards to no, the NBA. Not, not with race. It was it was that the league was drug infested, that it had a huge no, drug I, problem. I never even yeah. – no. I, but I, I'll tell you a funny story. So CBS asked me, go find out how many players smoke. You know, in the locker room – you go into locker rooms back in the day when I started, and, and there were guys lighting up after games, okay, cigarettes. I'll never forget. I went into the Portland Trailblazers locker room. 
They're in the Walton there, and I said, oh, the guys were sitting there all around. I said, listen, guys, I'm in a hurry. Uh, CBS News wants this stat. How, how many of you smoke? And Maurice Lucas <laughs> said, smoke what? <laughs> uh, so, That's awesome. So, you know, there was, there was some marijuana, uh, obviously, uh, going through the day. Uh, but um, it was a different game, a different era. And, and if you ask me what turned it when they said we can get a rating out of this, it would be Larry Bird to Boston and Magic Johnson to Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Even today, and watching the Lakers last night, they ain't going to get close to the NBA final. I mean, they can't get out of their own way. This just in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. That, I, I was shocked at how bad they are. Okay. And the coach – one thing in the NBA, you don't want to stand up in front of your bench with your hands in your pocket. And that, that's all he did that I could tell. And I thought, and then LeBron James, he pulled the groin muscle last night. They're saying it's a leg, but I was pretty sure it was a groin when I, when I watched the replay. And then it was a long shot down the tunnel of him. So those who bet on the Lakers and watch that spread, I'll keep an eye on that injury because it didn't look good to me. And they didn't have a clue about what they wanted to do. They, they have shifted it to a groin injury now. You are correct. Yeah. Is that what they're saying now? Dr. Yeah. Musburger was correct. Yeah, yes. I, yes. Yeah. It looked that way to me. As soon as he went down uh, and bent over, I said, no, it's a groin. All right. Your second and third pick. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, Todd, what... what is the over-under number on the Vikings and the Bills? The Vikings and the Bills. I am seeing I am seeing 43 and a half. What are you guys seeing? That's uh, right. That's correct. That's 43 right. and a half painted. Yep. 43 and a half? 43 and a half. You know that opened at 48? 48 and a half. Yeah. You know yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So that means that the underbetters have gotten to it uh, and have taken. But I'm still going to go under Oh, I think the weather's going to be bad, and I think that there's a there's a very good chance that Josh Allen is not going. Okay, very good chance that they're going to use Case Keenum uh, against his former team, the author of the Minneapolis Miracle. Okay, uh, you know about Cousins. 
when the lights are the brightest, I've never thought that he was at his best. Um, I think that the Bills, and especially if Allen doesn't go, the Bills are going to be dead set on running the football and killing as much of the clock as they possibly can. They get up about 10 points, and they're going to soak that clock and bang on it and bang. And you know the weather's going to be cold, okay? Mm-hmm. And that might affect Jefferson a little bit. Thielen's a little bit nicked up. The passing attack of the Vikings might not be able to operate at the efficiency level, especially since it's a dome team moving to outside conditions up in Buffalo. And I came in here talking about the unders, so I'm not going to back away from it. I'm still going to hit the under. Still going to hit the under. You faked me out because I thought you were going to go the other way. Still going to hit the under. All right, you get your. we're snaking, so you get your last pick as well here, your third and final. Well, my last pick, I could go a lot of different ways, but I – uh, the Rams, there's another quarterback who might not play. Now, even though he hasn't played well because of the offensive line, uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals, who for whatever reason can win on the road and can't win at home. Uh, you're catching still a point and a half? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I think Gill said it earlier. Uh, the Tampa Bay is overrated. As far as I can tell, so are the Rams, okay? Sure. They're not a good football team right now. They're nowhere near what they were uh, when they won the Super Bowl against Cincinnati. So I'm going to take the uh, Cardinals. Kingsbury's under a lot of pressure. He and the quarterback don't seem to me to always be on the same page, although I covered Kyler Murray's father extensively at Texas A&M. He was a heck of an athlete. And there, there is a little attitude issue in the genetic part <laughs> of the Murray family, okay? And sometimes, you know, Kyler's a little guy. So he, he's feisty like a little guy, and he doesn't want to listen to the big guys, okay? so, But I'm going to take him because I just remember what happened here in Las Vegas. We talk right now because uh, recency bias about what happened with the uh, Chicago Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you something. The greatest performance running by a quarterback I've seen this year was Kyler Murray against the Raiders overcoming that 20-point deficit oh, yeah. in the second half of that game. When he went... 22 seconds, 22 seconds before he ran for a two-point conversion. That was historical for me watching that. And 80 yards. They oh, yeah. It was 80-some yards. Yeah. I mean. So yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with, uh, with the Cardinals, not a good football team. But basically, I think the Rams are a bad football team right now. And I, I suppose if somebody asked me, who do you think is going to win the West, it'll come down to the amazing Seattle Seahawks. And I think San Francisco 49ers are another team to watch. Yep. I think you're right. Dodd, you're last. Uh, the board is so tough this week. I'm just going to go with the coaching mismatch of the of the uh, week, and I'm going to take the – what do you guys have for the Titans? Minus two, minus two and a half? What do you have? I got – oh, boy. Mixed bag, Gil. Minus two and a half Yeah, is I think I two have. and a half is the yeah. predominant one, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take the Titans minus two and a half here. Uh, I just don't think that uh, – you know, Vrabel is showing us – I've always loved Vrabel. I've always put him in the top three or four coaches in the NFL – and um, what he's doing this year with smoke and mirrors is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, conversely, the other team's coach seems to have a hard time getting the play in before the play clock goes off. Uh, so to me, there's a bit of a, a coaching mismatch here. Uh, and the Titans are only given two and a half points. You know, you're asking the Denver Broncos to go on the road and and beat a team you know, pretty much because they're only, it's only two and a half points. I, I just don't see it. Uh, 
I think the coaching here is just ridiculously mismatched. So I'm going to take the Titans minus two and a half. I wanted to take the Titans, but we still don't know who's playing quarterback. You don't care. Right. I understand. Yeah. I understand that I might have the Malik Willis, but yeah. you know what? It, I he just finds a way to win the game. They find a way to win the game. Now, granted, they didn't beat the Chiefs, but you know, hanging he, in that game as long as they hung in it with the with the was box score. Impressive. Yeah, with the box score yeah. mismatch. What it was? By the way, ten seconds left in the first half. Do you remember him calling timeout when yes. the Chiefs had the fourth down? What a what like? How many coaches do that? No, he's I, like, I, yeah. In fact, I was I was like, wait a minute. And it for on me what he was doing. Yeah, you know, because if he lets it go down, they further, get a hail mary. They do a hail mary. Yeah, yeah. and so chance present. to pick up points. I mean, I it was brilliant. Yeah. On his part to that. That, by the way, Todd, I, I also like the underrated game. Uh, you you take a look take a look at the entire record of the Broncos, and for whatever reason, and I happen to be there, and maybe it's the fact the Raiders played the best game of the last couple of years. They're the only team that's put up points on this Bronco defense. I mean, this Bronco defense can flat play. Now you have to be a little bit concerned about Chubb being gone, but they must think that this defense can still get it done without him, okay? So, uh, and I agree with, with where Todd's going on this with, with Vrabel and the Titans. I really do. And I think Tannehill's going to play, by the way. Oh, okay. I think he's going to be back this week. Jeffrey? I'm going to go under in the Colts and the Raiders game at 42 and a half because you're dealing with a an Indianapolis team that has absolutely zero idea what the hell they are doing right now. None. But the only thing that Indianapolis knows, the only thing Indianapolis is, we know can do well is play defense. Gus Bradley's still there. Good and there's a question about that, too. Right yeah, now. yeah, no, it's true. But, but look, I, I'm kind of in the camp that I would love to lay the six with the Raiders, but I don't trust exactly. them at all to cover any exactly. sort of number. They shouldn't be a six-point favorite over anybody. Right. Uh, but this is Sam Ellinger in an NFL game against a defense that at some point that pass rush is going to wake up. So I'll go under 42 and a half with the Raiders and the Colts. Brent and Jeff. By the way, the, 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 the best bet that I had last week in the in-game that I didn't even tell you guys about was at 20 to 7, Raiders leading. Oh, you took Jacksonville? To Jacksonville was plus 10, but wait a second. It was the end of the first half, about two minutes to go. I had to get Jacksonville with the ball at the end of the first half. Then I get Jacksonville getting the ball coming out exactly. in the second yep. half. Love and it. I'm getting 10 points. Yes, Are yeah. you yes, crazy? Ten, he's exactly it's, right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I pounded Jags plus 10 because I was like, this whole thing is a, is a facade. It's the Raiders. <laughs> it's a great bet. Listen, I, I hear what both of you are saying, and I, I hate to do what I'm about to do, but I am taking the Raiders and laying the points. Yes, there oh, we go. That's oh, it for that's for Gil. Yeah. Steps up. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't need to I don't need to add anything other uh, other than if they can't blow this team out, or if they can't win this handily, good God. I know. They can't, Gil. They can't. That, you could what, be what, right. The only team they really looked good on offense against was the second half against Houston Texans. And in the first half, they were on the ropes in that game, too. They played well against Denver. Now, those are the two games they played well offensively. But that was it. I mean, but but I mean, look. The Houston game was only the second half. The first half, they looked like crap. Yeah, and they got a pick six in that game. Are we going to teasers, Gil? Well, uh, (laughs) yeah, what's your favorite teaser real quick? Uh, Two-team, six-point teaser. Yeah. I, I can tell you mine quickly. Well, I know you have Seattle. I know that. Seattle's one of mine. <laughs> um, and who was I pairing it with now? I already forgot who I was pairing it with, but it was a very obvious one. Um, 
I haven't, I haven't put in the account yet, but it is Seattle on uh, a Sunday morning in Munich. Teased. The Lions? Are you moving the Lions up? No, 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 no. Teased with the. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I had this ready to go. I apologize. You go. Okay. So, Brent, you go first. Washington, Washington plus Seattle. Washington, Seattle. Todd. So, wait. So, what? Wait. He has Washington to No. Plus what? 17? Yeah. Washington plus 17 and Seattle plus whatever it is, eight and a half or nine. Eight and a half. You get yeah. take two yeah. and a half. Yeah. yeah. So, Seattle plus eight and a half. Okay. Um, what's so you want me to do mine? Yep. Gil? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to do, um, Carolina Panthers up to eight and a half, right? Cause they're, they're getting the mm-hmm. two and a half. So give me, give me them plus eight and a half and give me my second one is going to be the, I don't know. Uh, give me Seattle. Seattle plus the eight and a half. Seattle up to eight and a half, and the Pittsburgh Steelers wow. up to seven and a half. And mine, Seattle and the Raiders. You got to win. Pittsburgh Whoa. plus seven and a half. And the Raiders just to Whoa. pick them. Yep. That's what I'm doing. All right. Uh, Survivor, real quick the, the Survivor options for everybody, the biggest spreads Kansas City, Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia, the Giants, and the Raiders. I would argue that the Giants and the Raiders are the best choices this week. The Giants, everybody else, first of all, Circa Dallas has a Thanksgiving consideration. and Not knowing Josh Allen's status, you might want to hold on to Dallas if you still have them. But San Francisco has some easy games left. New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Washington at home. Philly's got at Chicago and home New Orleans. Kansas City's got home the Rams at Houston, home Denver. The Giants and the Raiders, you probably don't have another opportunity to use them as good as the opportunities are this week. So I would say those are probably the two best survivor picks, but good knows, good God, what could go wrong? And then the final two questions of every show, what's the, uh, what's the big favorite that's the most likely to lose outright of all of the big favorites on the board? Uh, and the options this week are um, Kansas City, Kansas City, nine and a half point favorites against the Jaguars, the Niners, 49ers, the 49ers, seven point favorites against the uh, Chargers, the Eagles, 10 and a half point favorites or 11 point favorites against the Commanders. Let's use those three. Who is the most likely to lose outright? Eagles, Eagles, Todd. Niners. I think, you know, the Chargers obviously are the Chargers, but they have variants. They're the kind of team that can lose to anyone. They're the kind of team that can beat anyone. So that's what I'll 49ers. Uh, I am going to say the. Eagles, just on the off-chance division game. And then the last question, you had to bet every one of these in a bizarre world. You got one pass. What's the game, Brent, that you would want no part of on the spread? No part of whatsoever. I want no part of the Raiders giving six. <laughs> okay. By the way, I already know that's a Because I'm not lo- taking the six for the Colts either. I already know that's a loss for me. Todd, real quick, because Brent's got to go. Todd, what's the game uh, you want no part Houston of? Houston Texans against the Giants. Jeffrey. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with New Orleans and Pittsburgh, even though I used it in the teaser. New Orleans, Pittsburgh, it screams off the page for me. That's actually a very good pick. Brent Musburger, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Brent. It's an honor. Nice good guys. to see you, Brent. Appreciate nice to see it. You thank you. Good Brent. luck. Todd Wishnev, Jeff Parles, Gil Alexander. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week ten in the National Football League.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.